So so a corpse gets frozen instead. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome once again to another Hey, I've Got an Idea show. That there is my brother, Mason, as funny as he's gonna get, Williams. And that over there is my brother, Luke Figaro, 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 Williams. Hmm. This has nothing to do with our preamble before we start recording. This is all the straight dope. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, the, the reason that I did the Figaro, Figaro, Figaro thing, uh, I actually, uh, looked that up. I wanted to make sure that that was a real thing and not just Bugs Bunny. But mm-hmm. yeah, that is straight from a cartoon. No, uh, an opera. An opera. That's... That's the link cuz that's what we're going to be making Luke an opera. Okay, let's get all of the let's get all of the easy connection uh jokes here. Uh space opera the browser. Huh? Okay, that is that a thing? That's a thing. No. Uh space Wait, wait, it's a space opera. Oh yeah, also it's in space. Fuck. I'm feeling I didn't do any research on space. Over the moon. Fuck. Right now, the man in the moon, moon pies. Okay, well, Luke, I do have one thing that I want to lay down firm line on this. Okay. I do have one rule. What's that? Uh, we, we can't have any capes in this space opera. Why is that? Because, Luke. Yes? Capes are OP. <sighs> wow. I think I get it. <laughs> I think. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I want to. I want to do the dang. I want to do the dang thing. But C- come with me, Luke. We're going across a copper sea, and we're we're gonna do an ace rap pose. Yeah these these are probably all going over my head. I, I'm pretty sure. Well, don't worry. Soon you'll be promoted to a papers CEO. Did did you just kind of like look up a list of like paperback space operas and you're just referencing them? Dude, I'm doing the anagram thing again, dude. Oh, yes. Okay, good. Those good, are good. all anagrams for space opera. All right. Some great material out of the game. Well, you know love what? It. You know what? I'm not going to deny that's a nice easy, an, a nice ease in to the topic. I just, I'm not entirely sure. It, you Seriously know. though, no capes. Capes are OP. I like, I like the part where it's gonna be. Is this a reference or an anagram? It's like a new game we can play. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good stuff. Okay, so space opera. Yes. First thing I want to mention is that I did just the preliminary Wikipedia article. This is not one we need to pour over and be like, okay, let's let's break down every last component, every last trope. We know what space operas are, but more 
accurately where sci-fi begins and space opera begins. Like there's there's it's most of the Venn diagram is is overlap there. Uh, it seems like space opera is most sci-fi that we know of because most sci-fi that is most digestible will be in an action adventure sort of format and therefore will have that uh, space opera sort of moniker. Uh, well, you know what we do need to pour over? We need to pour... Uh, hang on. Uh-huh. Space. We need to pour a space. I'm sorry? <laughs> pour, pour a space. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm what, good what, at anagrams. Why, why? You know what, Mason? You're right. I mean, I didn't think why we didn't... I don't know why we didn't think of it sooner. We need to pour a space. I'm very good at moving letters around. All right. Let's let's break down one thing real quick. We did a kids show. We did. Uh, that wasn't space. Good team go. It was a sci-fi sort of kids show. It was possibly our uh, best episode, one of the best episodes of season one. Definitely go check it out because what we're going to make here is going to be way shittier than that. <laughs> so... <laughs> um. Here, here's the main thing I want to I want to do. This is maybe one one thing that I want to do with this. Um, I think we could pour over a couple of different tropes or settings or whatever that we like, and we could potentially okay. go with something like that. And I think that there's some obvious roles that if we were talking about sort of like a, a starship bridge or, or something like it, that we could go over like what some of those could be, okay. and the tropes there. But for sure. I want to do the opposite of the tropes as best we can. I know, like, subverting expectations by being more uh, inclusive or stuff like that. Like, that's that's generally our speed. We definitely can do that. Yeah. That's definitely yeah, a yeah. lot of the Star Trek stories. But um, I'm talking, like... Is Star like, Trek a space opera? Uh, it showed up as one of the bullet point options for TV adventure in the space opera category. Yes. Okay. It's pretty much okay. It's pretty much well, the definition. Star Wars. The defi- Yes, that as well. Um, okay. It pretty much just showed up as like all sci-fi, except so like even something like Guardians of not Gar- well, yep, Guardians of the Galaxy, but also like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, both have action and adventure in it, so they came up on the list. Here's what I think a space opera isn't: sci-fi's okay. that are generally more conceptual or so far removed from uh, an action adventure story or like or something relatable and human that it isn't something that is can be f- framed that way right okay so like a, a super intelligent alien creates a human from scratch and we have to mull over whether or not it has a soul but at no point does anyone run around and shoot somebody with a laser gun so that's science fiction, but it's not space opera. Yeah, I, I, I would I would assume so. I would also think that maybe like some of the Asimov stuff might be less adventury. Am I wrong about that? I I haven't actually read Asimov. I just know some of his some of the Well, uh iRobot uh mm-hmm. had Will Smith in it and there was quite a bit of action and jumping around in that. Yes, that's so. true. So I'm going to say yes, it's uh it's it's space opera. So what I've learned here from you, my brother whom I trust, is uh-huh. that 
Isaac Asimov yeah. uh, wrote uh, wrote Thrilling Adventures. Thrilling Adventures with Will Smith in them, yes. Okay, cool. So Isaac Asimov invented Will Smith. Mason. Yes. How about okay? Who you know we let's let's pick let's split up here a bit and uh, let's have one of us name the roles of the starship and one of us reverse how that could be what oh that would my be. god oh my god i can't believe you're giving me the opportunity to tell this story because i i have a story i can tell luke uh-huh go on i i have never said this publicly but i i say this to like small groups of friends all the time uh okay so Jesus H. Christ, I really hope he doesn't listen to this. Uh, there was Jesus? a... Jesus? Fr- hope Jesus doesn't listen? No, different dude. There's okay. a, a dude Jesus. that I, I used to, uh, for the purposes of this, yeah, we'll call him Jesus. Uh, he, I used to do tabletop roleplay stuff with him. Okay. And he announced that he was going to run the next game. Like, we're, we're the sort of group where we take turns who's the GM. Okay, cool. And... This dude uh, announced that he was going to uh, do this game, and he had the plot all worked out, and he had the system all worked out, mm-hmm. uh, supposedly. He just had a few last things to put together, mm-hmm. but the one thing that he hadn't worked out yet was whether or not the game was going to be set in space. He, he was so, just kind of like 50-50 on it, or what? 50-50 on whether or not it's in space. And so the rest of us, we all just sort of uh took him to task for that we we like mocked him a bit for that okay and the concept that he eventually decided he was going to do mm-hmm. was you have a big ass colony ship of humans leaving the solar system for the first time okay and uh just we're going out there we're going to find stuff out there in the galaxy mm-hmm. as this colony sort of a city ship uh, and we also have Gundams on board because, and I quote, we don't know what's out there. So he did like in this setting, we have not yet encountered any sort of alien life, but this city ship has a bunch of Gundams because we don't know what's out there. And I mean, clearly the central concept is, yeah, there's going to be aliens and we're going to have to fight them in the Gundams in this game. Right. But... I had the concept. I was the first one to uh, to decide that I was just going to sabotage this shit. And I developed this character who would be the ship's technician. And I was going to get in and be the mechanic. Okay. And I was going to be the one to alter the systems and improve the weapons and all that shit. Okay. But secretly my character's backstory and i was just gonna seal this in an envelope and present it when the time was right uh secretly he was uh from a radical sect of neo amish and he felt that all of this you know going out into the stars is blasphemy the stars are god's domain okay so i had this elaborate plan where i was going to do a bunch of each seemingly innocuous upgrades but i would trigger like this that which causes this which causes this which would cause the ship to explode so you're like a a terrorist 
Yeah, I was basically a suicide bomber and I was going to sabotage this mission and blow up a city's worth of people because the stars are God's domain and this technology is bad. So I was a technician who was against technology. And I mentioned this to some of the other people who would be playing in this upcoming game and they all came up with similar character concepts. Like Amber would have been in this game mm -hmm. and she was going to be... Uh, the doctor. However, she felt that, you know, human biology is far too limited, and her ultimate goal was to upload people to machines. So in much the same way that I was a technician who was against technology, she was a doctor who was against biology. And uh, another friend, I'm not going to name drop people in this yeah. anecdote, yeah. but another friend, uh, he had said that uh, he was going to be the ship counselor, the ship psychologist, mm -hmm. but he was going to start using like hypnosis and mind control to try and take over people and have them do his bidding. So we had a psychologist who was against free will. And, and so we each had our own plans to bring this mission down to failure. And the idea was we were each going to seal up our secret plans in envelopes ahead of time before the game. And... We were like actually getting excited about this and we were we were, you know, kind of jazzed for this. Uh you will note that none of us wanted to play a Gundam pilot. Uh, yes, I do sort of notice that, yes. Uh and uh the uh the gentleman who was going to run this game without ever finding out about this, uh he did the one thing that could have possibly thwarted us which was we were all super excited to get in on this game now. Yeah. And so he didn't run it. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Yeah. I mean... So so that's as far as that went, but I still love what what could have been. That, that, that kind of reminds me of that time that <laughs> I had this whole, like, elaborate sort of mystery puzzle treasure hunt thing sort of yeah, yes. on that on that I put it on a on a, a portable hard drive that I gave to you for Christmas. You did. You did give me a portable <laughs> hard drive for Christmas and, then, and it had an elaborate, you know, scavenger hunt thing on it. Yeah. And you just initially didn't plug it in for months. And then when you did you just wiped it. <laughs> yeah, I did do that. So I guess you got to feel something similar. <laughs> cool. Well, in in my defense, I was initially into the idea of doing the scavenger hunt thing, but you initially gave me the wrong hard drive. Oh, what? I did? Yeah, you gave me two hard drives, and one was like, here's there's going to be a scavenger hunt and on this hard drive is the thing encrypted, but you need all the clues off the other hard drive. And I was like, oh, hey, cool. And then I plugged in the other hard drive and it was full of some other person's files. And I was like, what, what is this? And you were like, oh yeah, I gave you the wrong one. Here, let me give you the one with the actual clues. But then by the time you got that to me, I had just decided, you know what's better than winning a game? Uh... The only winning move is not to play. Right. Okay. So is that how the... That's not how the Kobayashi Maru worked. The, the uh, Kobe no, the Kobayashi Maru is when you straight up cheat. Right. Cheating. Right. 
Cheating is good. So so noble that solution. Uh, okay, let's 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 sort of keep that in mind. <laughs> okay, so we we have Cheating. our our, eth- our ethos. Um, I like the idea of a colony ship where everyone is fundamentally opposed to their stated role. So, like, you have the security chief uh, who believes in, like, just letting everyone wander onto the bridge. You have the captain who wants to do anything other than lead. You you have, like, the ship's cook who just doesn't want to make food. I don't know. Mm. Just sort of... I don't know. I feel like in as much as I want to do that... Uh-huh. I don't know how we make that a cohesive whole. Like, say say the cook... Okay, if the cook uh, is supposed to feed people, but they don't like his cooking, so they either find their own source of food, or say the cook poisons people. Um, yeah, neither of those is good. How, like, in what way can we write into the fiction that that cook belongs there at all oh 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 my dude my dude i got it i got it okay Okay. so um we've got this colony ship it's a deep space colony ship everybody on board is like frozen into cryogenic sleep okay? okay but there's a malfunction with the cryogenic sleep and it wipes everyone's memories right because that's a thing that happens to your brain they they wake up and they get like your brain is wiped and like oh shit now i gotta relearn all my shit but Mm -hmm. the problem is the computer just for whatever reason everyone's roles of what they're supposed to do on the ship it all got shifted one to the left or like maybe the captain who was supposed to be the captain died in hypersleep and so everything there was an error and everything moved over by one So now everybody who's on board is perfectly suited to a task. They're really, really good at doing that task, but the ship's computer cannot be convinced that they aren't, in fact, supposed to do a different task. I've I've even got a little bit of uh, lore, a little bit of spicy lore to to add to that. Uh, Okay, hit me. Maybe this scene right before they're about to get frozen... Uh, you know, the captain was the one to oversee that everybody got frozen correctly. And then, you know, as the leader went, was going to go in last, but mm-hmm. as he's initializing his last, uh, uh, process just like has a heart attack. So, <laughs> so a corpse gets frozen instead. And then the first thing that happens is, yeah, the, everything gets shifted over to the left. And when everybody dethaws, the first thing that happens is this corpse falls out of the captain's one. <laughs> Just go flump. And there's like, oh, he died in hypersleep. He looks really fresh, though. Yeah, now he can finally decompose. Great. <laughs> yeah. Dude, do we do CPR? <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, I let's ask the medic. And they go over to the one person who's designated as the medic. And he's like, I have lost all of my memories, but I think first aid goes like this. Okay, do it. You're just going to do it all off of muscle memory. But uh, muscle memory. I know this. I just mm. pound on the chest and I say, live, damn you, live. It's not working. We need to defibrillate him. Somebody get me electricity. Yeah, just... <laughs> Cut open a plug. Um, 
maybe CPR stands for cranial punch <laughs> repetitions. It's like, yeah, that sounds right. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, uh. Hmm, I'm starting to feel like I'm not a good medic. Ah, oh, well, we'll roll with it. Uh, uh, uh. Captain? Uh, uh. Uh, so, here's the thing. If their memories are wiped and everybody presumes that they're this skill set that they're not particularly good at, then then what happens? Like I'm I'm, I'm with you, but okay. it's like now what? Well, do we want aliens? Yes. Okay, so they've showed up in this other galaxy or this other solar system, whatever, and they're like, "Hey, we're going to colonize because we're the colonizers," and the aliens are like, "Um, we'd rather you didn't. We're going to." you know, try and fight you off. And like the humans that are showing up normally should be able to just raffle stomp this whole civilization because we're more technologically advanced than them. But they managed to convince us that we should try equal trading and commerce instead. Okay. Um, can we make them? Well, okay. I like... I like aliens that have their own, their own culture. That's mm-hmm. fun. But I really want to. Here's one thing that I want to bring to this that I've always really enjoyed. Uh, okay. Do you remember that Sliders episode where they like? I think they were in like a fire planet for a quick second, and then they jumped over to the next one, and they like captured this this fire or or so, maybe I'm getting something wrong about this. But I remember it was essentially like. It was either a gas or a flame or something that they managed to capture under a glass and it stayed alight because it was actually sentient. And they figured out how to talk to it. And then there was this whole new perspective of a being that has, you know, how those conversations essentially go. Uh, I don't want to specifically go the route of the fart from, uh, from Rick and Morty. But kind of yeah. like the fart from Rick and Morty. Like, I would love to see a civilization, uh, a, one culture to another, uh, a formless being alien. Okay, okay. Uh, well, I've made my share of alien races uh, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, like, a while back, I had a, a, a thing that I was working on. And uh, I had a race of goo people, just sort of gels, okay. you know? So sort and of like uh, Odo in his uh, shapeshift mode? Yeah, yeah. But okay. uh, it, it just sort of looked like, like jello. Uh, but they would just like blow up around and you generally be roughly humanoid, but you can tell they're really not. Okay. It's sort of like if you tried to make a sculpture again out of jello like you can tell okay. um but yeah anyway they would all have very distinctive colors and then when two of these gel people would see each other and want to interact they would just like pass a little bit like i'll give you a little bit of you you give me a little bit of you and they would like oh i'm i'm going to get a little red in my blue you're going to get a little blue in your red and they would like like interact with each other on that level. Okay, that's that's kind of interesting because it reminds me of like uh, cellular level 
mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yeah. All right. That's cool. Um, okay. And quite frankly, in terms of being a uh, an organism, like as much as a goo person is weird and improbable and not something found in nature that we know of, um, kind of more probable than a gas person. Yeah. I, th- I, I imagine, too, that if you're goo and say you were sort of figuring out fun things that you can do as a goo person. I imagine that like an amusement park esque sort of uh thing could be like essentially getting sucked up a big straw or something. Like you know Yeah. So I imagine there's versions of that that uh are disorienting but fun because yes. you still get to move quickly through and yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Um Okay. Here's, that's what we got so far. We got a, a crew where no one knows how to do anything. And we got Jello people. Well, that, that might be one of the alien races they encounter. Or they might just encounter one person from that race. Uh, or that w- one, one gel person caught a ride on the way there. Like they were in deep space and they just sort of floated on board the ship. And maybe they uh wanted to they saw an opportunity and they tried to convince the humans yeah no i'm i've always been here i'm your friendly you know assistant i think i remember okay i'm mm-hmm. sorry i think i've got a complete left turn that it i'm, I'm pretty sure it's a great enough concept that we we might want to go with this too um oh, okay me. so i was thinking about like stargate and sort of like portal technology and uh what would happen if you went you sent some some astronaut types out on a space mission yeah but there was able to be portal back to earth there the whole time so there was no actual real threat of any danger cuz you could just sort of duck back home but here's the thing what if the motivation mm-hmm. was that these were really cushy jobs. And when they did get to go home, they got to retire as like billionaires or whatever. And because uh-huh. they were the face of, ex- of exploration. So there's this big, uh, you know, company that in the interest of space exploration has entrusted them to be these really skilled workers. But right. if they just go through the portal and go back home, then they have to go like admit that the, all of their roles and memories and stuff got messed up and they don't know how to be the crew anymore. So they agree to sort of a pact that they're just going to keep faking it. Oh, oh no. Here's my thing, my dude. Here's okay. my thing. Okay. So the ship is still has to travel at sub light speed, right? Okay. Uh, so it takes, they're in cryo sleep for a hundred years, 200 years, whatever. They get to the other solar system and yeah. they're like, okay, we're here. What's the first thing we need to do? Well, we need to set up the receiver gate and then we can just FTL warp back and forth, you know, back home to earth. Sure, sure. So they, they set up shop on this alien planet. They build their end of the stargate and they're like, okay, we should warp back to earth and let them know we made it. They warp back to earth. Mad Max. It's been a hundred years and civilization has fallen. And they're like, Oh shit. Damn it. It's kind of, kind of more of a throw to uh planet of the apes than Mad Max. Oh, but here's the thing though. 
you don't reveal that until the cliffhanger ending of season one, right? For like mm. all of season one, you assume, yeah, this is bad and, you know, we're, we're going to just do our best to muddle through it. But worst comes to worst, we've got this safety net. Worst comes to worst, we'll just go home and face the music. And then at the climactic end of the first uh, season, they're like, fuck it, things are so bad, we gotta go running home with our tail between our legs, fire up the Stargate, they step through, and nuclear wasteland, and they're like, oh shit, we don't have a home to go back to, we're it, as far as we know. Yeah, okay, 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 I like that, uh, I have a bit of a, a, a spin on that reveal, too, okay? Okay. So maybe, uh, maybe they, as, uh, as cryogenically frozen creatures, uh-huh. uh, they take however long, you know, a hundred years to get where they're going. Yeah. But because uh, this could travel faster because it's data, they've intentionally had it so that uh, some messages are, are coming through with like, you know, important coordinates or setup instructions or whatever it is. And those are essentially coming through like maybe a decade at a time or something like that. But sure. they catch up over the course of the next week or, or, or however long this first season goes. So as you're coming, like you can have a simultaneous reveal of, uh, you know, the the planet has breaking out in, into warfare. You're not going to want to open the gate as they're activating the gate and they're like, what? No. And then maybe monsters come through or something. Not, oh, oh, that's the thing is instead of them stepping through to a barren hellscape, they open the gate, but then immediately outpour the monsters. And then this alien civilization that until now they've been on sort of good terms with, they've been sort of establishing trade. They're like the human beings that was like a Trojan horse kind of thing. They only sent down these little fuck-ups so that they could open up the gate and bring forth the monsters. That must be what Earth is really like. You know, mm. they brought the monsters here. We're going to blame them. Okay. I like where we're going with this. Okay. Uh, but you know what I like more than monsters? Is fresh, cool, delicious aqua. Yep. Water, cooler, water. Let's, take let's a little... step through the portal and let's go back to Earth through the to get some, <laughs> get some water. And fight our way through some some demons for a, for a drink. Can't wait. Hello, dear listeners. This is the part of the show where we take some time to just go over some details about what's going on in our lives and what we're up to creatively and uh, any other uh, ads or whatever can go in here. If you want to advertise with us, check out advertisecast.com slash 2493 or shoot me an email, show at gmail.com. Hey you, yeah, the one listening right now. If you have an idea for something that you would like us to invent for us to talk through for an episode, please share with us so we can get that cue nice and full. Those suggestions you can email show at gmail.com or tweet at show. My brother Mason is Tailstake, and you can check out his Patreon, patreon.com slash Tailstake. Also, he works on some webcomics, and you can get the links in that Patreon. Also, here's a news thing for me. I'm going to be moving from Toronto to a smaller city up uh, north of Toronto. Uh, so I'm still going to be in Ontario, but uh, that's at least late September. 
So if there might be a week that we might miss sometime around there, or if we double up or something, I thank you for your patience in advance. I'm going to be moving like three hours away, so there will be a couple of hiccups uh, at that time. But for now, let's get back to the invention of this uh, our space opera after this. I'm Andrew Young. You're supposed to say I'm Mr. Green. Oh, is that what I'm supposed to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm yeah. Mr. Green. And we're the hosts of Geek Card, a show about pop culture that airs Friday nights at 7 on Reality Radio 101. We talk with some of the best actors, writers, comedians, comic creators in the entertainment industry. We also give you honest reviews of films and television series that are airing right now. And sometimes even the news. Not if I can help it. Listen, Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern on RealityRadio101.com, iTunes, Google Play, or at GeekArtShow.com. Okay, so we've got our setting, we've got our general plot outline. Luke, we need some characters. That is true. Hmm. Okay, what if the captain-like character was, you know, the next one on the left, and the tropes of a Star Trek character were essentially all they had to go off of. And so that was that was what they thought they had to act like as captain, and they're just like still inept at everything because that's the one that sort of like matters the least because that's kind of what you expect from a cliche yeah. Star Trek captain or star, I, I say Star Trek captain but what I mean is uh I guess that Brannigan basically <laughs> okay so I'm thinking because the whole deal is these guys show up and then they you know just try to set up a gate like we're talking a fairly small crew like we do not need thousands of people I'm thinking just like maybe four or five or six. Sure. And maybe like five and then minus the captain. So four. Um, let's see. So what are what are our key roles? We got to have the captain. We got to have a medic. Okay. Captain. Uh, we got to have a uh, techie guy, an engineer. Yeah, I think that's the three fundamental ones. Like if you had to pare it down to three. It's basically it's basically mechanic for the body, mechanic for the machine, and leader. Uh, yeah. But then usually there's the number two. Yeah. Uh, communications expert. Sure. I mean, communications expert. What does that even mean? Like, uh, well, they set up. Um, well. Obviously, if you're expecting you're going to run into aliens, they're the ones who try and figure out how to communicate with them. Uh, an ambassador, perhaps, although sort of that is kind of the captain's role. Okay. Um, do you like but that, also? Mm -hmm. Do you like that empath sort of thing that? Uh, uh, what was her face from TNG? Deanna Troy. Was it Deanna Troy? Yeah. I thought that was Whoopi Goldberg's character. No, that's Guinan. Guinan, right, 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 right. Okay, sorry, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah, Deanna Troy was who I was thinking of. Uh, Do we want a bartender? <laughs> I think I think it makes sense for the bartender to be uh, the a local. The captain? A local. No, the uh, bartender okay. is, like, a character that is on this alien planet. Okay, so, so less of a Guinan and more of a Neelix, then. I mean, I guess. Uh, some. Uh, it makes sense to me that that character wouldn't be a core four. I think we can do four. Let's just, let's, let's keep it at four. We got medic engineer, uh, number two and number one. That's, I mean, okay. do we require more than that for setting up a gate 
and on an away mission thing here. Uh, I mean, they will have to tackle the fact that there was five of them. Are we rolling with that? Uh, I, I like the idea of there having been five of them and we lost the one and the one that we lost was the captain. Yes. Okay. So then essentially whatever the fifth role was supposed to be got deleted. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that would be the fifth role, whatever it was, was the thing that was optional. What if it was was like the janitor? And so now they're fucking slobs. Well, okay. How about, how about this? Do they have like a bunch of plants and animals with them that do they have somebody who needs to be like the hydroponic gardener? Um, yeah, so all that shit just dies, huh? Uh, well, that's more depressing. Um, I don't know. I don't, like, there's there's many a superfluous role. The point is, is that whatever it would be, it would be the thing that gets, like, permanently neglected. So, okay, how can we make that serve the story? Well, that's the, uh, I was thinking that's the bartender, and then that's why the alien sort of steps into that role. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, there was supposed to be a bartender for the, okay, okay, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a space colony, if it's a bigger starship with thousands of people on it, I get the rec room. I get the bartender. I don't get a bartender for this setup. Okay, Why do they need enough. a bartender? Well, because they're going to do a lot of drinking. That's that's what I'm saying, though. They can go to this alien bartender on this planet they've landed on okay. because that's, you know, I don't mind that flavor. I like the bar flavor. But I think that's not part of this crew. Okay, I think- okay. do we want a security guy? A big rough and tumble, I'm going to punch the threats guy. Okay, okay, okay. What if the security guy was the guy who was... Uh, what if the security guy, the security role, got wiped out and he became captain? So this big hero-like looking type, like somebody who's built like The Rock... He thought that he was like initially was he was gonna be security, and now that he's the captain, he's just all machismo anyway. Yeah, and he's like, okay, uh, I'm the biggest and the strongest, so clearly I must be in charge. I think you'll see that I'm the one most fit to run this ship. Oh, but the problem is, is like they've got a rule that's like hard coded in where the captain isn't allowed to directly use force. Like, he's always supposed to find a diplomatic solution, and anytime he's using force, it gets delegated to the security guy. We just keep designing the most inept team possible. (laughs) Like, I I dig it, but this sounds super frustrating. (laughs) Okay, so, so here's my thing. Uh, the captain is supposed to be all diplomacy. He's not supposed to engage in violence directly. So we get this security guy who's big and rough and tumble and wants to punch the crap out of something, but he can't. So he's got to delegate it to the person who is security, but that's the person who was supposed to be the medic. So medic guy has healing hands. He's real good at fixing people, but instead he's being told he has to beat them up. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, and then the engineer is the one who's now in the medic role, 
So he's the guy who's real intuitive about how things work physically and putting together circuits and pipes. And so he looks at a human body. He's like, yeah, I can fix that. <laughs> All right. So bringing it on home, I guess that means the number two person was the mechanic. Yeah. So the mechanic is the role that they don't have anymore. So that means that nobody is maintaining the machines or trying to fix stuff. Uh, okay, okay, hang on. Let me make sure I'm diagramming this correctly now. Uh, I'm literally, I really, literally had to like pull out this pen and paper here. Yeah, I'm okay. doing the same right now, okay. actually. So Captain gets X'd out. Yes. And then Captain Roll goes to security. Yes. Security Roll goes to Medic. Medic, yes. Medic role medic goes, role to, goes engineer. to mechanic, to engineer. Okay. So now the person who has to be the engineer, well, uh, that's only three. So the person who has to be the engineer is the person who was the whoever we decide is superfluous. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's still... The janitor, it, if we it, have a Well, janitor. okay, no, here's the thing. Is security number two? Uh, I'm going like to say security. Well, it's a it's a good cop, bad cop kind of thing, right? So okay. anytime they're going to be encountering, you know, aliens, the whole theory is you've got the number one out front with the number two behind him. So the number one, he's the guy you want to talk to. He's the captain. He's good cop. But then standing directly behind him, a head taller than him, is the security guy. He's the bad cop. And he's the one who's like, let me at him. Authorize force, captain. I want to shoot these fuckers out of the sky. So right now, that guy who's supposed to be bad cop, he's locked into the good cop role. And he's like, oh... I, I want to fight you so bad, but I need to make nice. I need to be a diplomat, and I'm bad at it. So I think what makes sense, too, is that the bottom of the barrel is, in fact, the janitor, who's good at cleaning stuff, but a notorious klutz. And okay. so now that person has to be the engineer role. Well, now, I don't know if we want someone who's like an obvious fuck-up is the thing. Because these guys are supposed to be best and brightest. Yeah. So, oh, that that's our cultural liaison. He's the artist that they brought along. <laughs> so he's the one who's like, hey, check it out. Human culture is really great. Check it out. This was painted by someone named Picasso. But now he's like in the engineer role so he's got this artsy fartsy flavor to him but he's like okay i need to fix the respirator or we'll all die <laughs> well it looks like it should go this way that would be aesthetically pleasing okay so i think what will help us to keep track of this and especially for the uh, listener at home who doesn't have the pen and pen and paper we um, presume. i think we need to name these characters but then also most importantly give them names that are much more fit to their original role so the yes. captain is like brute or biff or something yes yes we need a big mean sounding name captain um captain brick captain bruiser captain Thug. uh you know, <laughs> this is perfect, actually. I I kid you not, my one bouncer friend that I have, 
Legitimately okay. the only security person. Well, not technically security person I know, but the only person I know who I know has gotten in some scraps. His name is Arm. <laughs> what? Yes. I, it's probably a nickname short for like Armand or something, but. <laughs> does, does he have a brother named Leg? Uh, uh, probably. Uh, but yeah, Arm. Arm. I, I Cap- feel. Captain Arm. Do you like Captain Arm? I kind of like it. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm cool with it. Like whether it's just Arm or whether it's like short for Armando or whatever, like yeah. that works for me. So Captain Arm. So I'm picturing uh, war. Oh my god, their first contact. He's he's like, I cannot actually fight you, but let's settle our differences via arm wrestling. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Uh, I feel like uh, for Arm, we're picturing Worf, uh, Worf minus the uh, Klingon, and then because the memory was wiped, he's acting like Zap Brannigan. Yes, yes. Okay. What, what, what uh, we need for this, like, uh, there's a dude, do you know Dominic Purcell? Not from the name. Okay, I'm going to need you to just real quick Google Dominic Purcell for me, please. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I, rec- I recognize that face, too. Just the kind of person that looks like they are ready to punch. Yes, yes. Uh, if anyone Jesus is Christ. curious. He, he's the guy that plays Heat Wave on Legends of Tomorrow, if anyone watches that. It's just a, it just looks like UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect, perfect example. That's actually even better than my Worf example. Because uh, you know what? Worf, not so great at the security, actually. Well, yeah, I mean, he gets his ass kicked pretty consistently, is the thing. That was how you established that this was a threat at all in TNG, was Worf would try to stop the person and then get knocked out. Well, quite frankly, he can take it. Klingons have a lot of superfluous organs. Is that a fact? Yeah, no, they've got, like, duplicate organs for for all their shit. They got two hearts, like a Time Lord and everything. Okay, so, next. Next. Uh, We got our medic, who is now the security guard. So, I'm I'm kind of picturing someone like Mercy in Overwatch, where it's just (laughs) a very, a very kind temperament... Very good with the uh, with the details, right there with the uh, uh, like with potentially some next level sci fi tech uh, medical uh, uh, you know advancement, mm-hmm. and instead she's the new security officer. Huh? She's the bad cop. She now has to threaten people and be convincingly threatening. Yes. Oh God. Okay. What's her name? Uh Medicy sort of name. Um I can't get out of the mercy mindset now. Uh um, well, let's name some other virtues. Grace. Uh prudence. Sure. Uh <laughs> um chastity. Patience. Patience pa- is good. But she would she would have had patience if her role was correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, patience, doc. maybe, uh, you know, abbreviated to Pat. Okay, let, let's, let's go with that. Let's go Pat. Pat, okay. 
So Pat, short for patience, not for Patricia. Yes. And and uh, and what's perfect with our our new security officer is I'm imagining that she's possibly even like the shortest of the bunch, and like you can yes. just picture the pat on the head that she would get. Yes. Okay. So next, the engineer who is now the who medic. Who is now the medic? The the tinkerer. The like. Okay, uh, we need to reroute power from such to such. Uh, oh, by power I mean lymph nodes. I'm sure it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just hook some hook some wires up to that. It'll be fine. Um, yeah. Ah, engineer. What are you complaining about? Your new arm is much better. Yeah. So the original engineer guy. This is weird. This is weird to sort of wrap our minds around because we're designing two things simultaneously. We're making it wrong on purpose, which is pretty much our mode of our our regular thing that we do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yes. So this new this new medic person is the engineer. I think. What's an engineer-y kind of name? Um, Sparks. Well, l- well, let's let's look let's look at some Star Trekky examples too. Let's uh, think of like O'Brien. okay, okay. La Forge was a little on the nose. Um, sure. Um, how about just Smith? Smith comes to mind. The the phrase like craft crafty comes to okay. mind. Um, no, I, I like Smith. I like Smith. So Smith was the engineer and is now the medic. Yes. So now Smith. Is our medic, Dr. Uh, Smith. Yes, Dr. Wait, wait. <laughs> as far that... as they know, Dr. Smith. Hang on. What Wasn't that the dude on uh, Lost in Space? Was he the, so, the shithole? So, on... so Dr. Kraft, then. Dr. Kraft. With yeah. a K. Yeah. Like the, like the KF, like the KD. Oh, my God. Because he he doesn't have any memory, he is like... Like, at first he suspects, and then as the series goes on, he gets more and more convinced because he sees the craft name on some of the food and storage. He's just convinced that he must be oh, associated God. with that family, and he must, like, have a f- the, the craft family fortune waiting for him back home. <laughs> so, okay, last one. Engineer, that is the artist. Uh, so, this is someone who who is really was formerly geared towards being a liaison. Yeah. The cultural liaison, cultural exchange. Like I have all of these books. I have all of this artist, you know, education so that I can interpret your culture from your artworks. Uh, I'm going to like try and take on new perspectives and understand different kinds of artwork and cultural liaison person. Okay. So what is that? Like where, what are we drawing from for that? Like who is someone who's like that? Um, anyone who's suitably academic, like professory sort of person, uh who who like maybe even has a lot of knowledge about religion and philosophy and history yeah, and stuff someone like that. studied so somewhat like uh well here's what's interesting too if you were 
if you were to sort of take sci-fi examples, uh, you might want to take whoever is like most studied. Like uh, if this was Buffy, it would be the Giles. Uh, yes. But if it was Firefly, it would be Shepard. Yes. Yes. But that's the, uh, different entirely. Yeah, a very detached academic sort of person. Uh, like they're not going to send an artist themselves, but someone who knows art. There's a that's different. Uh, let's just steal Giles because <laughs> I can I can I can like picture that in my head. But let's just change a letter. Let's call him like M- Miles. Perfect. Okay, Miles. <laughs> I like it. So, so Miles, hang on. No, there already is an engineer called Miles. Miles O'Brien. Shit. Uh, Damn it. Let's see. Biles, child, and Giles. also lest we forget, Tails. Yes, Miles Prower. <laughs> yes, and we can't call him Niles because there's already a snooty person on TV named God Niles. Damn it! We're not gonna call him Piles because <laughs> that's that's bad. Yeah. Uh, Styles. Um, Viles, Wiles, Wiley Coyote, Yiles, Ziles, uh, Piles, Priles. Quiles, Quill. Um, we can go with just like Quinn. Quinn. I don't know. Now I think it just needs a name. So Quinn. Quinn I sounds want Quill now. Quill. Quill? Because, yeah. Quill because like... like yeah, like from writing and with a feather. Yeah, yeah. Quill. Okay, so Quill the engineer. So we've got Captain Arm, Craft yeah. the medic. Pat, who's on security, and Quill, who's our engineer. And they have this dead captain who they assume is the cultural liaison, and they're like, well, I guess we kind of didn't need him. But I in fact, so. he, he was he was the only one who, or she, or, well, no, we, we, we really should even out the genders, because we got uh, four people in our cast. Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming Quill would then become female as well as Pat. Okay, so Quill and Pat are ladies, Craft and Arm are dudes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, we we don't have much time left. Do you want to try and do a scene? <laughs> uh, I do, but only if we each take one dude and one lady. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was thinking. So, I was pretty okay with Arm and Quill. Okay, so I will be Kraft the medic and Pat the chief of chief of security. So are we are we doing like the pilot from like the moment of reaction? I no, think we need to no, go like a couple episodes in, right? I think we go a couple episodes in. We just like have like a a, a minor scene where they're reacting to something. Okay, so let's just make sure to to narrow down our our voices as well. Because uh, we need to, we could, this is an interesting improv exercise doing two characters each. Because mm-hmm. we could bounce our dialogue between the two for whichever makes sense. Uh, but yeah, so, I'm Captain Arm of the Starship Gate Drop. Yes, I'm Pat, the second in command. I'm going to kick your ass. And I'm your engineer, Quill. I have a lot of knowledge 
of these machines. And I'm Dr. Kraft. Do not get hurt, you idiots. Don't okay. make me fix you, god damn it. I'm okay. already up to my eyeballs. So are we uh are we going in to uh like what's a suggestion from the audience for what this scene is that we will play out? You do you wanna hit a random Wikipedia link? You know what? Let's do that. <laughs> Oh, God, I fucking we're the worst. I fucking love random Wikipedia like after that last one. Yeah. All right, Wikipedia, where are we going? Or what's the theme or whatever? We got it. We have to interp- we have to incorporate this. Oh, I'm going to have to skip that one. <laughs> oh god. I don't want to know. 94. I don't want to know. You sure? No, I- skip it. Okay, next. God damn it. Okay, one more. Ah, these are all really Earth things. No, that's fine. Like, we encountered the log. Oh, I brought the last one back from this. Okay, one more, one more roll. Here we go. Okay. What's our thing? Kalasuri Nita Fernando, born September 5th, 1947, is an award-winning actress... In Sri Lankan cinema. Okay. So um, let's let's just say it's an alien actress named Nita. Okay, I like it. I like it, and she wants to put on a show for us. Sure, we want to like meet up with her at uh, the bar in town. Uh, you want to take another role each, and one of us be Nita, and one of us be the bartender. Okay, okay. I I will be Nita. So you're now the alien bartender who's sort of latched onto us our, our crew. So sure. I'm Nita, the special guest for this episode. Okay. Uh I'll I'll, I'll cue us in here. Uh so we're we're all sort of entering into the bar space and uh the, I'm uh, the bartender uh Bax. And I'm I'm welcoming you in. Hey, hey, if it isn't the star team, why don't you pull up a seat? Hey, hey cracks. Yeah, give me a glass of whatever. It's it's Bax. It's yeah. Bax. Here you go. I'm it's sorry, this... my my alien tongue can't pronounce that. It is oh. a. <laughs> oh, that's that. That's a liquid. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna digest that for a second. Huh. Oh, it's good. It's good though. It's good though. Uh, uh, get, uh, get another one of those. I think. Sure, I'll pour you another one. I'll have uh, one of those too. I am full of constitution and can stomach more than my medic friend here, Doctor Kraft. Uh, 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 I think there was something in that. Ha <laughs> ha! Nonsense. Let me have some. <laughs> Okay. All right. Hey, uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna meet up with this person, Nita. Nita. Oh, I I hope she uh, isn't a security risk. What kind of alien is she? Uh, well, it's, it says here, um, I'm an I'm an engineer. <laughs> 
it says, it says here I'm not a liaison at all, and I'm actually an engineer, so I don't know. I, uh, this is actually just a manual for installing a a, a diagnostic pad. Um, oh, that I'm I'm sure that'll come in handy, darling. Don't worry. Aha! Uh-huh. This mu- <clears throat> a lot of voices in my mouth. Aha! Uh-huh. This must be the lovely Nita. Oh. Hello, Captain. You are a very interesting specimen. Why, thank you. We will be your human friends. Mm, I want to know all about your friends. Tell me, on your planet, do you have Why, yes, I believe that we do. As the captain of our vessel, I know a lot about that word you said. Far, far, farm? Farmone? Uh, captain, I, uh, um, as the medic, I know pheromones are a gland. Uh, they, uh, they are absolutely something that we have. It's, um... It's it's a fancy word for the nipple. You know, this diagnostic pad is actually pretty cool looking. I think I think we can we we should have some more of the Hey, Nita, you ever you ever seen you ever seen one of these? Oh. Oh, that is interesting. Is this what all the diagnostic you know um diagrams look like on I, your ship? I would love to see as many of these as you can give me. Uh, oh, um, I mean, I assume... I haven't flipped through all of this yet, but I assume it's something like that. Don't worry. We are absolutely going to make sure that you are well taken care of. Oh, I would appreciate that, Captain. Are you guys going to drink anything else? Oh, yes. I, I, I'll, I'll have... Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to have... I, I demand that I have uh, milk, please. I want to end this now. Uh, this <laughs> We're was, bad at this! You know, no, you know what? It was, it was fun and all, but wow, <laughs> launching into three different character voices at once is challenging. A little bit, yeah. All right, but here's the thing. I think we actually landed on a show I would want to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would watch this. I'm not going to lie. Even if this was just sort of like a skit or a play or a short so short form story, this mm-hmm. is I feel like this has uh has some merit. Like this is an interesting little I think it plays better as a comedy now. Yes, yes, it is definitely very comedic. And and I I think it lands better as a comedy, not just because um, we've scrambled everything and obviously did some very exaggerated characters, but the idea of it leaning into actually opening up a gate of hell or something like that, mm-hmm. like comedy just makes you like like if if it's done correctly, just makes you like the characters more, and if you take yes. a season's worth of setup, you would be invested in the stakes of holy shit. You know, they they were just like 
little bumbling idiots screwing everything up and it leans into like some actual stakes by the end of the of the season that'd be real good and and, and i'm going to say one more thing about that too i think the actual structure of the multi-season series that we would be talking about here initially maybe these roles don't work for them and then they actually go through character arcs and become right for those roles towards yes. the end. like they yes. actually they, f- they find a way to make what they've got work for work for them and they kind of evolve into it shit now here's here's the other thing that i want to toss in here because this is not another kids show this is a space opera and if there's one thing i know about opera luke we need some uh some romance oh well, they can all just kind of bang this <laughs> <laughs> like i don't see any reason why <laughs> what i mean that that wasn't very romantic of me i'll admit but no, uh no that yeah like like would to have that be the thing like every so often every other episode you you hint that oh i might be developing feelings for you oh i, I might want to have like a romantic kind of thing but like they they sort of move in that direction, but then it's just like, hey, you want to bang? <laughs> then, yeah, right. Yeah, because they because they they've been picked as a crew, uh, yes, to be good at their individual roles, which they are now in roles that are bad for them. But they've also all been picked to be very just sexually compatible with each other, and that you know that's fine. Cool. Yeah. Why not? It would be it would actually be really fun if we as a very like forward thinking piece they actually all fu- functioned like yeah I, none I'm of them were sure, good at their I'm not sure if forward is the forward thinking is really the the no, thing here, but yeah here's here's where I was going to go with that like yeah maybe it's comedic and yeah maybe it's uh uh like a, a comedy of errors that these aren't the actual roles people are in. And we lean into that as time goes on and everything. Um, what if, what if they sort of functioned as some sort of polycule? Like, what if they all, like it wasn't dramatic and, and stupid, but they all just kind of, you know, swapped shared. I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty good with that. Yeah, like, I feel like, like they can, we can still impossible. have relationship drama in a poly- polycule. I mean, that's poly- polygamy does not mean or po- polyamory does not mean mm. oh everybody just like all all like snuggles constantly. No, it's right. like they just happen to have that kind of relationship with each other. Maybe because when they get out of you know cryo sleep, they're like, well, I I honestly don't know what kind of relationship we have, but I kind of feel like all of you are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That'd be neat. Okay. And also right now we're the only four humans in a hundred light year <laughs> radius. So. so we're all gonna need to bang as much as possible to further the species. Uh no. Nah, it's maybe it's not only that logical, one. Captain. Yeah, exactly. Alright, so um the hard part of this verdict thing is not leaning into just always like would you watch this? So what's what's the thing that we need a verdict on? Um, uh, names for the ship, names for the show. 
that's my thing is I'm always leaning like, can we name this? Yeah, I mean, it it would be cool to sort of source name ideas for this one. Um, what did I call it? The the starship gate drop gate which, drop no 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 sure. actually what about gate drop um, i'm sure i'm sure stargate wasn't any more elegant when it came to the you know the initial pitch okay okay I don't know what the verdict is going to be yet. I'm going to solve that by the time I'm editing this right now. Oh, uh, sorry, editing Luke. My bad. Uh, <laughs> w- w- you know, I'm sure you got something by now. And uh, we need to come up with what we're doing for next week. Okay. Well, I got five things on my little list here. All of them provided by my beautiful and talented wife. All so right. I'm going to need you to roll me a D5. Roll a D5. It is number two. Number two. Well, you know, Luke, Mm -hmm. all this creation is kind of stressing me out. You know what I need? What do you need? I need a vacation. So is that a vacation spot or... A kind uh, of vacation, I guess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with kind of vacation. Yeah. Okay. It, the the thing just says vacation. I don't know, but yes. Okay, so next week we're going to invent a vacation, or possibly a vacation spot. Uh, yeah, vacation or vacation spot. Clearly, by next week you'll see it in the episode title, which what whichever one we went with. Yeah, we'll figure uh, it out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just so you know, too, uh, the, you know, the suggestions don't always come from Mason's wife. Uh, if you want to throw a suggestion our way for a topic of a thing that we should invent. Oh, yeah. We didn't even mention this one came from M. Thanks, M. Uh, yes. This I'm sure this was nothing like what you wanted. You're welcome. But yeah, hit us up uh, on Twitter at H-I-G-A-I show or shoot an email to H-I-G-A-I show at gmail.com. And send us your suggestion for what we should make next. Yes. All right, do the thing. Uh, Well, dear listeners, dear, dear listeners, until next time, thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night. And blast off. Yep. Yeah.